This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode number 30, decluttering, specifically two aspects of decluttering, sorting and zoning. All right, sorting, pretty self-explanatory, right? I teach a process with sorting signs. So basically, I'll teach you to either print out the sorting signs that I have on my website, or you can just write down these words on pieces of paper and set them out. But I'll go into that a little bit more in detail. But basically, it's removing all of the items from the area that you're working on and placing them next to one of the signs. Pretty easy, right? All right. Zoning. This is where people get a little bit more confused. Zoning is a home for every item in your home. Think about it. What does this mean? Well, clutter is anything that doesn't have a place or a use in our home. So if you are someone that really struggles with clutter, keep listening to this episode. I'm going to help you tackle it. Okay. As an example, I'm going to give you something that is a very common area Um, It's something that I've seen in a lot of homes. It's one of those areas, even in my own home, that becomes kind of a problem area. And that generally is a dresser. And that dresser, a lot of times, is in the master bedroom. Why the master bedroom? I think we feel like the master bedroom is a safe place to kind of hide our messes I mean, think about it. Like generally people don't come over and spend time in your master bedroom. They will wander into your kid's bedroom or the bathrooms or different areas of your home. But for the most part, people respect your space and we're not walking into each other's master bedrooms, or at least I hope we're not. So I feel like we all kind of know this is kind of a um, a private space. So it's kind of where we hide our dirty little clutter secrets, right? guilty. I've done this in the past. Um, And so I'm using the example of a dresser in the master bedroom with all of the clutter that gathers on the top. Um, Dressers obviously have a function. Their function is to hold clothing. Well, what about that flat surface on top of it? I have a theory about flat surfaces. Side note. Flat surfaces that are not designated or have a function or purpose will always attract clutter. Think about it throughout your home. If there's just a flat surface somewhere in your home, someone has probably piled a bunch of stuff on it, right? I mean, this could be stairs, countertops, the, the, the ledge above your fireplace, um, all different kinds of areas. Flat surfaces need to be designated. I'm going to give you a quick example of this that I just went through my own home. 
I had this weird space between my front door and my staircase. So when you walked into my home, it didn't feel very inviting or welcoming. It felt kind of awkward. Like people didn't know where to put their stuff. It's not like a big area. So it's not like I could put something like grand, but I was like, you know, I just kind of watched how people when they walked into my home, like, where did they put their stuff? What did they do? And it was awkward. And so I put a coat tree so they could hang their, their purse or their jacket. I put a basket that was designated for shoes. Um, and just kind of let them know that they could put their shoes there if they felt like they wanted to take them off. But there was more blank space. So what I did is I bought a table for that. And I needed to find something that was pretty small, pretty narrow. And so I found this table that has three different shelves. It's like a three-tiered table. Normally, I'm not a person that would run out and buy a lot of knickknacks. But for this specific area, I did. And this is the reason why. I had to designate those three shelves immediately before they became collections for clutter in my home. So as soon as the the table arrived, I ran and did a little bit of shopping and I found some cute little vases and a plant that went on the bottom. The second tiered shelf became uh, for family photos. So I bought some frames and put family photos in them. And then on the top shelf, I put a candle And then I put these little trays so that people could set down their wallet or their car keys or whatever when they come into my home. So now it's pretty intuitive when you walk into my home, you have a place to hang your jacket, put your shoes, and set down your keys or your wallet. So that is something that I want you to consider when you're looking at flat spaces throughout your home. You might want to designate them. So back to the dresser example. Okay, when I teach the uh, process of decluttering, I always refer to the four steps. The four steps, in case you're not familiar with them, are one, declutter and sort, two, create a zone, three, label and contain, and four, teach and maintain. In this episode, I'm only going to be focusing on steps one and two. So declutter and sort and creating a zone. All right, step one, setting up our sorting zone. This can be simply done with sorting signs. This is what I taught my team of organizers. And this is what I taught my clients throughout the year when I was working with them in their homes. Again, super simple. Write these words on a piece of paper. Um, I believe I still have some available as downloads on my website, oneorganizedmama.com. But again, you can just write these words on pieces of paper. Um, And they are donate, recycle, trash, shred, keep, and sell. Now, obviously, you don't need every single one of these signs on every space you're decluttering. So for a dresser, you're going to have keep. You always have a keep sign. Um donate, recycle, trash, shred, and sell. Actually, you can use all of these on a dresser because we've all seen so many different things that pile on top of dressers. So maybe you've put like paperwork on there that you really meant to go and shred. Um, I am guilty of this, that when I am putting on a new 
shirt or a pair of pants, I'll take off the tag. And instead of running into the bathroom to throw them away, I instinctively just set like the trash on top of the dresser. And I'm like, I'll get to it later. Um, A lot of times like water bottles gather on there, car keys, cell phone chargers, you name it, right? Extra laundry, things just gather on flat surfaces. And the dressers in your home are no exception to this, I'm sure. All right. So we've set out our sorting signs. Now, during the process, I just simply want you to take every single item off the top of that dresser and place them in one of those sort by one of those sorting signs. So all of the keep items go in keep and you can go through it. Now, easier said than done, right? That's why I have a list of seven questions that I want you to kind of keep in mind as you go through the sorting process. I don't want you to take a lot of time. So this is how I have um, people go through it and clients that I've taught in the past. You go, through a, um, go through your first uh, sorting. So you go through and you just quickly put stuff away. Some of it's obvious. Some of it's trash. Some of it you're obviously going to keep. But I don't want you to spend more than two to three seconds on each item. When in doubt, keep. It goes into the keep pile. So as you're taking stuff off, put stuff in the keep pile if you're just not sure what to do with it. Now, after you've cleared that space, I want you to think of these seven questions as you're going through your keep pile. So maybe you have a lot of stuff in there that you weren't quite sure about. Go through these seven questions. And this is kind of the secondary purge. So you may be able to kind of whittle down that keep pile a little bit more by going through these. And these questions are, does it fit? Do you use it? Do you have space for it? Does it work? Is it sentimental? Do you love it? Or does it have value? Okay. So as you go through, maybe you've gotten rid of a few items. So maybe a couple of items of clothing that no longer fit or you no longer like. Um, maybe you've have a couple of like little gadgets or something that don't work and you just haven't known what to do with them. So you go ahead and put those in the top, the trash or the recycle pile. But if you're still not sure, I want you to take it one step further. I want you to use a technique I call the use by technique. And this is simply putting a date on the item. So you can use this with a little piece of tape or a sticky note or a sticky dot. And I just want you to put it on a conspicuous part of area of the item. So for clothing, maybe it's going to be on the shoulder of a shirt. Or if it's something that is an electronic item, you'll want to put it on there. And just put a little date on there. So give yourself a timeline. So for instance, if it's a sweater, and right now at the time of this recording, we're in June. And I kind of gone through this. We had like a late cold spell here in Vegas. And um, I felt like I had a lot more sweaters out a lot more later this spring. So for a sweater, I'm going to put maybe the date of January 31st, 2021. And I'll put it just kind of on there. And if I don't wear that sweater, once the weather starts getting cold again, then I can kind of 
remind myself that I probably am not going to wear it and it's okay to donate it. Um, again, depending on the different items, I always use a kitchen for this um, because I feel like a lot of times people have a lot of stuff that they keep in their kitchen, especially for holiday cooking or baking or or a lot of specialty type of, of cooking techniques. And so I always encourage them, put a post-it note with the date. So if this is something you're like, hey, I'm going to make bread by the end of the summer, even though you've had that bread maker there for you know three years, um, put the date of August 31st on it or whatever the last technical day of summer is if you really want to get uh, technical about it. And then when that date comes... If you haven't used the item, then it's okay to maybe let it go. Um, So just something to do that maybe kind of alleviates a little bit of anxiety because I know one of the challenges that we often face with getting rid of stuff is what if? What if I need it? What if I need to go buy a new one? This kind of alleviates it, but it makes it instead of you just putting it, that sweater with the rest of the sweaters putting a use by date on it kind of makes it stand out a little bit so that you're always reminded of that item. So maybe with that sweater example, you know, August, September will come and I'm like, you know what? I I never even wore that sweater. I don't even like how I look in it. I'm remembering this. It's okay for me to throw it in my donation bag and to let it go. Okay. Last note on sorting. I want you to handle all of these piles immediately. So if you have recycle, I want you to take them to your recycle bins immediately. I want you to take out the trash immediately. I want you to have a plan for your donations immediately. I want you to shred any items that need to be shredded immediately. Side note, if your shredder's not working that's no excuse. I do not want you to have a pile of paper somewhere that was meant to be shredded. I want you to either, if it's a lot, t- put them in a box or a bag, take them to a, a shredding place. There's so many that are available. And I know, I know a lot of like Office Max, Office Depots offer shredding. Or if you don't have that much, just tear it up in little tiny pieces, but handle it immediately. Do not save these piles for later. Now keep, like I said, I had you go through a secondary purge of your keep pile, but what about the stuff that has no place to go in your home? I want you to start on step number two, which is create a zone. So these are obviously things that you really do need to keep because like I said, I had you go through them twice during the first sort and then the secondary purge. So what do you do with all of that stuff that's sitting in your keep pile and does not have an obvious place where it goes? Remember, every item in your home needs to have a home in your home. All right, zoning. What is the best example of zoning? A store. Think about it. Stores zone. So... If you're in a grocery store and there are specific items you need, you know exactly where those items are in the store, unless you're my husband. And then I get 50 million phone calls, which is why I don't like to send them to the store um, because I'm like, it's over by the spices, like whatever. But anyway, um, 
stores zone. So if you need a gallon of milk, it's in the dairy section. You need some bananas, you go to the produce section. Frozen foods are in the frozen food section. And they actually subcategorize or subzone. So the ice cream is with the ice cream. Breakfast foods are with the breakfast foods. And they put all of the frozen veggies together. So basically zoning, going from sorting to zoning, there's a little technique. It's called grouping like items together. And that's what I want you to do from your keep pile. So you have this keep pile You're proud of this nice, clean space that you have now, right? That's clear. You've wiped it down. It looks pretty. But now you have this pile and you have no idea what to do with it. All you need to do is group like items together. So if you have stuff that belongs in a home office, group it together. Pens, notepads. If you have items that belong in the kitchen, say you have those water bottles, group them together. If you have stuff that belongs to your children, group them together. When it comes to zoning, I like to have people think of these four different ways. This might help you a little bit more. By person, by room, by size, by use. All right, first, by person. Still don't know where to put the items? Well, who owns it? Um, this happens a lot with kids. Um, again, I've been a mom for like 300 years and my children don't understand that I own and deserve my own personal space. They are total space invaders. And so for some reason, their stuff over the course of 25 years that I've been a mom have invaded my space. Um, I'll wake up and there's Legos on the floor. I have my youngest is into Nerf guns. Um, my daughter will come in and like change clothes and then borrow something of mine and leave her clothes there. Um, there's something about, I don't know, kids coming in and kind of invading your space. So the best way to think of this is when you're doing your sorting and you're trying to figure out where to put this stuff, who owns it? If it's your children's, go put it in their room and then you can teach them how to zone their own room. All right, the next one, buy room. Again, I'll take those water bottles, for example. They generally don't belong in a bedroom. So you're gonna take those back down to the kitchen where they belong. Or the home office stuff. Even if you don't have a traditional home office in your home, you can make one. One of the most common areas that people like to make a home office zone is in their kitchen. And you can simply do that with a small bin. You can just make sure you have some like post-it notes, paper, notepads, pens, markers, whatever in a bin, maybe some um, computer chargers or phone chargers in there. And then that bin can get tucked away like in a cabinet or inside a pantry or something. But um, make a home office zone for sure in your home if you don't have one. So again, where do you use this item? Where does it belong? I mean, I've had stuff that belongs in the garage in my master bedroom. So that stuff goes and makes its way back to the garage. All right, by size. Here's a little bit of a tricky one. Obviously, I want you to put the items where you use them. But in a lot of homes, space can be a little bit tricky. 
Um, one of the unusual things about homes in Las Vegas, for instance, is that they don't have a lot of um, common closets like linen closets or like a coat closet. I guess the home builders think that like we don't have we don't wear coats that often, and so we coat closets are really kind of hard to come by. And also, linen closets in Vegas are usually really tiny and narrow in a lot of homes. Um, and so you have to get super creative with this. So like, where do you, where do you put your vacuum cleaner? When I've lived in other parts of the country, there's always, um, a coat closet that you can put your vacuum cleaner in. Um, but in our particular home that we live in right now, we don't have a coat closet. So I have to put it in the laundry room. So just where, where does stuff fit in your home? What makes the most sense for it? When I've worked in client homes, um, We've had to get very creative with stuff like things that um, maybe people don't use as uh, frequently, and I'll get to that one in a second, but where does it fit? For instance, um, you know, paper products. A lot of times there's just not enough space to fit those like in the kitchen or in the bathrooms. So we've had to make a space for in the garage. And so... That's something that we can store out there. It just makes sense. It's a designated area and we're we're putting things away by using the size by where they'll fit. Now, back to use. This is the last one that I want you to consider when creating a zone in your home by use. How frequently do you use an item? So again, like I said, um, having to get really creative with clients over the years one of the items that kind of pops out in my mind a lot are sewing machines. Um, I have a lot of clients over the years that have a sewing machine, but sewing is not something that they do on a regular basis. Maybe they sew um, a few times a year for, you know, to make clothing for their children or sewing is a, a project that they do um, around the holidays, but a sewing machine can be kind of cumbersome and big and most people don't have an entire room they can designate for like a sewing or a craft room. So we've had to get really creative with where to store uh, craft stuff or sewing machines and that type of thing. So where does it fit? How frequently do you? So a lot of times with infrequently used items, we store high, low, or in the back. So you don't want items to take up valuable, quote unquote, real estate in your home um, for things that you use frequently. So if you use frequent items, again, I'm going to use the kitchen as an example, you probably put your everyday bowls, plates, silverware, and drinking glasses where you can easily reach them. That's a perfect example of that for holiday platters or things that you don't use all of the time, you probably put in the back of cabinets or up high or down really low. So that way you're not having to like bend or climb on stuff to to get them. So by use is another way that you want to think about where to create your zones. Does this make sense? If not, I love your questions. Send me emails oneorganizedmama at gmail.com and I will answer them. Or you can go on to my Facebook or uh, Instagram account and send me questions, questions there. So 
I hope I've cleared up a little bit on those different struggles that we all have with decluttering. Sorting is simply sorting the different air, uh, items into different areas, and that way you know what to do with them. Zoning, again, is making a home for every item in your home. All right. Okay. Now, lastly, I have a 12-month declutter guide. If you'd like this, shoot me an email. Um, I'm in a transition with my website, um, going from a WordPress website over to Kajabi. So I'm not really maintaining my WordPress site as of right now. So we're in June of 2020 right now. Um, so I've had some issues with the downloads. So if you're not able to download this right now, I can send you the 12-month declutter sheet for free. Just shoot me an email, oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. The 12-month declutter just kind of walks you through every area of your home. I think it's actually really helpful just to focus on one area a month. If you've been listening to my time management and planning, remember you have a lot of different things going on in, in your life. Nobody wants to spend all of their time decluttering or should be spending all of their time on their home. You should be spending your time in a lot of different areas. But it's actually really helpful if you just focus on one space or a few spaces once a month. So if you have four bedrooms, I have a space on there for bedrooms. And maybe every, each weekend you just go in and you just tackle and declutter your bedrooms, um, one bedroom a weekend for a month, and then you can put a little completion date on the uh, 12-month home declutter form. And this is just a nice way for you to kind of keep track of your progress, kind of reminding you to go through all different areas of your home. Again, decluttering needs to happen in order for you to um, make space for everything. I have to declutter constantly. Um, we, we're constantly bringing stuff in our home and so we're constantly decluttering it. So I just want you to get into a good habit and make it easy for you. Now, I am getting back to the declutter challenge. What's this? Well, I want to give you a shout out. I want you to share a photo on either Instagram with the hashtag OneOrganizedMama or you can just go over to my Facebook page, follow me there and share a photo of you decluttering a space in your home. It can be a before and after, or it can just be an after or whatever you want it to be, just a, pr a space that you're really, really proud of. And I will give you a shout out. I promise to acknowledge your photo. So go ahead, go out there, post it. And throughout the next year, I'm going to be sending random people just a little gift card. So maybe it's a little gift card for a cup of coffee or a little trip at Target. Just as a thank you, just so you know that I see you, I acknowledge your hard work because everyone likes a little acknowledgement, right? So take your photo of your favorite newly decluttered space Send me any questions that you have, and thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast.